Hi, everybody. Welcome to Old Fashioned Catholics. I'm Nick. And I'm Kevin. And we are Catholics who drink Old Fashioned. And um, we, as usual, you know, we only film late at night because that's when most people in their vocation are allowed to have free time. So um, we have found that our show is best enjoyed while you're sipping a drink. So if you want to hit pause right now, we're going to have what I'm drinking, what Kevin's drinking, and what our guests will be drinking up on the screen, even though you don't know it yet. Um, and so we'll hit pause right now. And welcome back. Okay, so normally we have an intro of some kind, but that would be foolish tonight. It just felt weird even when I was working on one. So there's no bio. This person has zero bio whatsoever. They have no background, no back history. Welcome to the show, Father Mike Schmitz. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Kevin. You're very welcome. What are you drinking? Okay, well, this is is a juicy IPA. So it's not an old-fashioned because I don't know how to drink liquor. Um, but I went to the, the beer cave here in, in um, Duluth and looking for my, my old standby is called Axeman. It's by Surly, which is a local Minnesota brewery. Um, and uh, actually, I would, I would get Roundhouse because that's my brother-in-law's brewery in Brainerd, but they don't have any here in Duluth. Um, but Todd the Axeman, Todd was one of the founders of Surly and he went to start his own brewery. And so they had, they took off the Todd and kept the Axeman. It's an IPA. They didn't have it because it's too good. And so the guy said, try this. So I'm trying it. It's called like Gigantor or something like that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's called Intergalactic Warrior. India Pale Is it really? Yes. So, <laughs> and I thought that I would channel my uh, inner, uh, um, how would you say, uh, food person. <laughs> and yes. I'm now prepping, I'm prepping some meal because as you noted, Nick, it is late at night and I am just finally getting a chance to stop and eat something and drink something and talk to my friends. So that is the, here we are. the only other scripted question we ever ask somebody is because, because we're trying to just be more like not an interview and not what a public persona would be, but just in actuality, the other question we ask is so actually truly, how was your day? What did you do today? Oh how my was gosh, it? dude. Oh, I'm going to rinse my hands off because that's good for sanitary reasons. COVID. I don't know. Um, COVID and stuff. You, yeah. don't, you, you don't want to give it actually, to yourself. That, that's, yeah. that's, oh, you can't give it to yourself. Okay, that's actually an issue. Um, yesterday, I was at a coffee shop, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I started, my nose started running, and uh-huh. uh, my eyes started feeling just all like glassy, and I was like, no, what the heck? And so, um, also, I hadn't taken any allergy medication for a while, and so I'm like, this is probably what it is. I took some Zyrtec twice now, yesterday and today, and I feel like a thousand times better. But I still like didn't go into the gym today because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be yeah. that guy who um, is like, I'm fine. And then gets everybody sick. Um, so uh, thankfully, I don't think super I'm that guy. Super spreader Schmitz. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, I, I'm okay with being a spreader. I don't want to be a super spreader. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was talking, um, like, who, someone told me this, that like, uh, it might've been one of my brothers, but they said when it comes to like flattening the curve, like you're going to spread it to other people. You just don't want to spread it to, multiples like in the sense of like you said it to one one to one not one right, to right. three to nine to whatever numbers after that 81 math <laughs> no. math oh i see what oh, you did today. There. yeah <laughs> so yeah then, then today i spent oh gosh okay so oh brother well i don't even know where do i start Started where, really why, early. why haven't you eaten today oh yes because 
I had a gajillion meetings. And then we had this retreat last weekend, which is not one of the reasons why I might have a runny nose and a slight, slight cough. It's Super because the, Yep. Um, we kept our distance, mask on the whole time. But uh, the retreat was for a Holy Spirit retreat. And so at the end of it, it was just awesome. And I kind of let, let it out. I was like, oh, are we having a Holy Spirit night this Friday? Like, you know, where we come back together in front of uh, the Lord in the Eucharist and like just praise. And they're like, no, we don't have it on the schedule. But then over the course of the week, they were like, we should do that. That's a great idea. And so I'm like, okay, well then let's just keep on rolling through the day. And so I got done with all the meetings, raced, raced over to the cathedral, prayed, confessions, raced back here, food, drink, friends, internet. There you go. What are you making? I can't see because I can't look over the edge of the camera. Oh, okay. It smells good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's... Um, I don't know how, okay, so gosh, how do I say this without sounding so incredibly just, awful? No, just say it. You being. are incredibly just, awful. Just do you, man. <laughs> um, Were you doing like a I, Saving Private Ryan? Like, shh. Were you slowly stabbing the guy to death? No. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I have to time this, though, because 851, 10 minutes on the side with my phone. Okay. So a couple of years ago, I started cooking on my own. And he uses that I, term loosely, but. No, I, I, a couple of years ago, like years before that, I would cook, uh, like I'd grill, that's it. I, that's my only thing I could do. And I can make sandwiches. Um, I could put soup in the microwave. And then someone uh, shared, here's a week of HelloFresh. And I was like, Okay, fine. So it's one of those where they send you all the ingredients and then mm -hmm. they send you a paint by number, basically recipe card, like something like this. <laughs> and then you just follow steps by step. Sure. And it, so it basically taught me how to cook, which is awesome. Um, but the thing is, I, uh, one of the meals they have, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I grew up eating this food, but it never tasted this good. Um, and I hate to hesitate to say what it is because it is a, a waterfowl. Um, and so it's not chicken, it's not, it's duck <laughs> and duck is amazing. It is. It's I, so stinking good. I grew up eating it and it was like, oh wow, this is duck my dad shot and it's all dry and so hard to like, you know, um, and I made it how they told me to make it and it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. this is insane. It's so good. And uh -huh. so what you do is you put it on a pan. And you put it skin side down for like 13 minutes. And you let it just like uh, render in its own fat and then flip it over for like three. And it's perfection. It's insane. And this is coarse kosher salt. So I'm assuming you're using a little bit lower of a heat setting then to let the fat render. Is that true? That's correct, Kevin. Nice. <laughs> That's I am, oh my god. Follow up yeah. there. <laughs> so usually, yeah, exactly. I usually. I would have been like, somehow. "Is that a pan you're using?" <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> duck. It's it's pot. smiling at me. Mm. Christmas story. Nice. Well, that's me. I don't think I've ever had duck, and you know, I'm native to Minnesota. I, you feel like mm -hmm. you know most people have. So it sounds like you have as well, Nick. You've had it before. Well, but. We had it in China all the time when we lived there. Oh. They had Beijing duck and stuff. And they would hang it and roast it in these things. It's just stinking That's amazing. Like in the movie. Yeah. Like just in the, the movie. movie to get in reference. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which uh, on a total side note, uh, <laughs> we lived in China for two years. And while we were there at Christmas, you know, all the foreigners, you get together because you kind of rally, you know, you yeah. need people. And we were over watching Christmas Story at one of the fellow teachers' houses. And we got to that scene, the fa-ra-ra-ra-ra. <laughs> and there's this knock on the door and a bunch of our Chinese friends had come over. And we're like, oh, pause it, pause it right now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man, we were so embarrassed because they're like, what are you watching? We're like, nothing, nothing. It was almost like we were hiding something wildly inappropriate because we just shut it off. We're like, nothing, it was no big deal. It was, it was something really illegal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, same thing. It's the end of the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, it was over. It just ended. Credits. Yeah, this is close. I mean, it is the end of the movie. I'm going to move this so I can get some... I don't want to have the crackling of the ba- of the uh, crackling bacon, of the chicken duck in the background. Is it okay? Did I move this? I mean... Yeah. Is yeah. it is it I'm cooking right now? Show. Is it cooking? Yeah. Are you yeah, cooking man. it right now? Oh, yeah. We can't we no, no. We can't hear it. We can't hear oh, anything. okay. Because it's loudly crackling and awesome. Yeah, you're... Your air earbuds are doing the thing. What time did you get up? Up. Okay. Normally I get up at four. Um, but today, because of potential COVID, I got up a little bit later than that. You slacked off till what four fifteen? Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like a slacker. Um, so the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're the, safe. Um, I have, you are, I have this, someone gave me this, this Yeti. Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. nice. nice. On this side, engraved in uh, metallic letters, it says Father Mike. And on this side, engraved in metallic letters, it says Father Mike. And this I was really, great. really grateful for the, uh, the gift that was engraved. But I don't need to be reminded of my name. So I put stickers over it. Because and you live alone, so nobody's using your mug. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'm really grateful. Like who, I was, it was, it was who like, it used my mug? <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Like I was just like, wow, this is so nice of this person who just gave me this Yeti because these are the really, they're great things, you know. Like, but I don't. I mean, no one's gonna see it. I just don't need to see it myself. So yeah, I just want to tell a story about the Yeti. Also, I think that didn't say Yeti. All I could see, or I didn't say Father Mike. It just said Yeti. So I think you might be living in a bit of a dream world there. Underneath, if you could feel it in Braille. I can't. I can't. Bought yourself that mug, didn't you? I did. (laughs) Just like, like, I got myself this mug too. It says it all. (laughs) Let me show you all the stuff I got myself. (laughs) Spencer gifts. That's awesome. So, so how wait? Uh, so how long does the duck go till it's ready? Hey, so on one, on one side, <clears throat> I just don't need to turn my head, do I? <laughs> um, I think I pretty much. I think I pretty much says it all. It oh my gosh! How did Whoa. you do that? Is that a what? Oh my gosh! The timing. Where? <laughs> where? How? Where is that? Where's that setting? Well, next setting. I want it. While Nick is trying to find that, I have a philosophical question for you. Oh, Your thoughts, honestly, yeah. on the character Robert California. <laughs> Funny, because I just watched his final episode yesterday, two days ago. I watched it last night. That's why I'm did bringing you? it up. I, no, I'm I not even too. kidding. No, I, did, I did last night as well. I was. Holy cow. And he goes up to Andy and he gives him a kiss. <laughs> I forgot about that completely because it's been so long. 
Yeah. Um, I guess. <laughs> so Robert California. So the movie, uh, the TV show uh, Blacklist yep. is James Spader's like new TV show. And the theory is that's Robert California. No way. This is new identity. Is there, is there any other, besides it being a theory, is there anything else? Other than the fact that he says, Bob Kazamakis. Oh. Nice to meet you. And he just, he, he reinvents himself clearly. Sure. And, uh, Total side note on, on James Spader. So when we lived in Queens, we went to the, well, with our friend Whitney, we went to um, the Tonight Show uh, and we waited 5.30 in the morning in the winter, so cold. We waited, uh, we were seven, eight and nine, me, Jason and Whitney. And we got in and we, we were the last people to make it into the studio to be there for the filming. And they announced, okay, the guest today is James Spader. And we were like, oh, that's okay. I saw Pretty in Pink. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. And um, cause that's the only, that's the only thing I've ever seen him in. And so he came on and uh, in between everything, there's a comedian, there's some guy who like just keeps you going or whatever. And it was the worst interview I've seen in my entire life. Uh, no, like the stands were quiet. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, you know, <laughs> like he yeah. was working really hard to even just it was it was horrible it was painful and he would just tell stories and they would go on for you know eight nine minutes james spader would and they had not they had no point they don't know anything and he'd get done and just be like so yeah and so when he walked out off through the curtain the comedian came on and he's like that was rough right and everybody was like oh thank god you mentioned it because that was it was the right, worst yeah. interview it was terrible um and so people we felt kind of you know you're like i waited in the morning and everything right yeah but then they're like, so we had, this was Friday and we had a guest who was supposed to be on on Monday and he can't. So we're going to do an extra taping right now. And you guys are going to be the audience. And we're like, okay. And it was Ryan Reynolds. And that was really fun. So everybody was like, bah! it was way better. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Wow. I imagine being James Spader. Yeah, I know. After that. And like being like, cause I imagine, was he trying or was he like actively trying not to be entertaining? It could have totally been a shtick. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed like, you know, okay, so, and this is, well, as if anyone's ever watching, but like Jennifer Garner, she was, I had seen her in Alias. We watched all those. We loved them yeah. or whatever. And she's really awesome. And then you'd see her in interviews and just sort of flaky, not as a human, mm -hmm. but as an interview, just like, wow, whoa, wow. How do you, yeah. how do you act so well? Because, and right. so sitting there with James Spader, we we're just like, I just don't think like, I don't think he's a really entertaining person. Like he's not even trying, right. not that he was trying to be unentertaining because he was trying to tell a story, but this, yeah. he's a bad storyteller. He's, he wasn't engaging at all. And so after you're on Jimmy Fallon and you expect it and you're just like, oh, that was, I mean, he, he didn't seem mm. mean or anything. He just seemed like- It's just kind of bland, huh? Off camera, you're kind of a boring person. <laughs> so not like a Joaquin Phoenix doing an interview where no, you're like, right. this guy's I remember that, That's what I was thinking of. Because that still would have been like it, something, right? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was engaging. I imagine the audience is like, what is happening? They're, yeah. they're laughing during that interview. And yeah. David Letterman's like, well, I, would, I wish that Joaquin Phoenix would have shown up tonight. Yeah. And everybody's like, ah, you said it. Yeah. No, it wasn't like that. It was just like, if you asked a librarian to come on and tell some awesome stories and <laughs> about they, the library. Couldn't, they couldn't She's do it. She's at the library. Tell me about the Dewey Decimal Center. She's at the library. Hopefully, flip the bird, father. Happens. Flip the bird. Hopefully I step into the frame and you, you see that I changed my pants. You did. I we saw it already. <laughs> <laughs> you already saw it? You... Hey, Kevin, did you tell him to flip the bird? 
Uh, yeah, I did. Is he going to listen? Sorry, I should have you, noticed it. Your ceiling's looking a little smoky up there. Oh, it is. For sure it is. For sure. Oof. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, cover that smell. I don't know if you can tell. But mm -hmm. good it's, news it's is. just, oh man, I can did, smell that fat just pouring off. Are you going to just eat the straight duck? Well, so normally what I do is I would make duck a l'orange. <laughs> I've no and idea what that is. And so you, you cross do is the you, line. So you take some, you take an orange, take some uh, zest, zest, and um, the, uh, and some uh, vinegar, white wine, red wine vinegar, and some chicken stock concentrate. And you kind of put a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and then some water, dash of water in there. And, uh, and then it, it, I don't know what the word is, but coagulates essentially. This here? And what is that? It's the oh, best zester? zester I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It's so fun. You can zest so much stuff. Go ahead, keep going. No, I, I, I use it. a, uh, what? I use a grater. I'm not in that great, that good. Well, Jason got That's tired delicious. of parts of my knuckles being yeah. in when I was zesting, so I she got me that. Yeah, that's pretty smoky back there, isn't it? Just turn it away. <laughs> you don't have to look. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind. Pay no attention to the smoke. You can see right there coming out. Yeah, it's, you can't get away from it, man. Do you have this a smoke alarm? Home. You should probably invest in a smoke alarm. No. I well, love that yeah. we get to sit here and watch him just eat a duck. Well, we don't know if we don't know if we're gonna eat it on on camera. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's that's fair enough. fair enough. You have to eat it on camera. That's I don't know. No, you we'll don't. see. You're good. Um, speaking of, what's up with you guys? Yeah, Nick, how was your day? I, <clears throat> so, I, I I like to read books. I haven't read a book like like with words on a page um, in over a year. Once a year, I get to read a book because my wife has a medical conference and we go. And she's gone in the morning. So I sit and read a book, but they got canceled because of the zombie apocalypse. And so I have not read a book. So she was supposed to go to an FAA certification thing to be like an FAA medical examiner in Oklahoma. And that was canceled because of the zombie apocalypse. So she already had um, some plane tickets. She flew to Georgia and she went uh, with the two youngest children. And so I don't have a one-year-old or a three-year-old in the house and I, my other three kids are just in the garage watching a movie under blankets because it's very cold. And so- At this um, moment? Yeah, right Wait, this why moment. are they in the garage? Be well, it's technically, a, we call it the rec room. It's, it's carpeted. Uh, it's not insulated, but it's carpeted. So as yeah. long as they have blankets, they're like, okay. Um, <laughs> and it sounds so dumb, but like I, I rarely get any downtime. I mean, like even yeah. filming, we film so late at night. So my wife was gonna only take the baby and that would have been fine. I would have played with Hudson and stuff. And she's like, so I would like to, I know it's an extra plane ticket, but I'd like to take the baby so that you can actually read a book. Yeah. So everybody just left. Sorry, yeah, I still hear you. The alarm went off. I can oh, hear you. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> hey, hey. Everybody was gone. Yeah, it was great. Both at once. You guys just left. You're like, you asked great me to story. tell a story. Hey, great story, Nick. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So yesterday I spent three and a half hours in a bathtub and I wow. just straight. That's a, yes. well, uh, no, no, but I, total in total. I mean it, man. Well, I, I spent an hour and a half and then whatever the math is, two and a half hours, whatever it is. Um, separate times. Um, two. We because, know it's two, everybody. 
we have a, yeah, it would be two, wouldn't it? So I went to school for acting. That's all. So we, we have a jacuzzi tub thing and we're lucky enough to have one in the house that we are in and it heats the water as the jets are on. So it never gets cold. Oh, so you don't get cold. Yeah. So I sat and I read, uh, have you ever heard of Vince Flynn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's from Minneapolis, St. Paul, I guess, but he died of cancer, but anyway, they kept, yeah. So his character kept going with Kyle Mills and the newest book came out like a month ago. And I, I, so I bought it on my nook and I laid in the tub and I read it and I just didn't do anything. I, I napped when I wanted to and no kids were home because the other kids were at school. So today I, I did the same thing uh, all morning. And then in the afternoon I fixed a couple of garage door openers and prepared for, Oh, I recorded six talks as well throughout the wow. day. Wow. For what? Uh, different things. Uh, another podcast episode or two podcast episodes yeah. and some things for some people in Evansville, which is something I really love to do. But if I have a baby around the house, I can't do that. And mm-hmm. so I kind of just, that was, as soon as Jason said she was leaving, she was like, okay. And she saw it in my face. She said, okay, so I'm going to be gone eight days and I'm going to take the baby. And I was, and she saw the wheels turning and she's like, and yep, like all the stuff I, you can do. Yep. She's like, I'm taking Hudson and you're not allowed you, you have to read a book. You have to re- lay down and read a book. You have to. And so I, I, I didn't get to finish it. I'll finish it tonight when we're done. But I, I kind of, I was a good boy. I did what I was told. So I cleaned a bunch and I, I, I did things, projects and stuff and fed the goats and the kids. But I, um, it's kind of the same thing. But then I, um, yeah, that's what I did. It was a good day. How about you, Kevin? What did you do? Well, actually, I had a quick question for you uh, because, you know, you would never say this out loud, but I'll say it for you. You're one of those people that, just can like go and go and go and go and, and just just sacrifice everything for your family all the time True. Do you do you find it difficult to not do anything or difficult to just unwind yeah on a now personal level before so back in the like when when we first all met each other there were no kids in the picture um i would i would once a month take a day to myself and i'd stay at home and just read or something but for the most part uh, their balance was easy. I think it was like 98% was Jason's time. And then I had 2% of my own and that was fine. <laughs> it took 2% of time. And I joked with her and she's like, yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, <laughs> I, I could read a book in the 2% of time, but with kids, um, some, you know, you change. So you, I think, I don't know how much of your, your brain chemistry changes, but you change. And so, uh, the first few days I was here, I worked eight hours in this, our, our detached garage has had all of our personal belongings from storage and stuff. And you couldn't park in the garage cause it was chaos. So I spent like eight and a half hours one day and seven and a half hours another day. And Wednesday I spent half the day there and I finally got that done. Um, and I worked really hard. I ignored my kids. Like I would run inside and make a microwave pizza and then just be like, just eat it. If you, if, something's wrong, come get me, but I have to go. And I go back out and I would just work so that I could have Thursday and Friday, but both yesterday and today sitting in the tub easily 30 times, I had to be like, you don't have to get up and do something. It's fine. Like you, I, yes, there is a pot on the stove right now. And there is a, there's a pile of dirty laundry. You don't actually have to, because no one's around to make you do it. It's okay. And so it was harder than I thought it'd be because it was never hard in the past. It was very easy for me in the past to just lay around. Um, but yeah, I, and I've been, I've, I've slacked off as a dad lately. So I, I was like trying to also be a better dad this week when we had all this free time, which I think I probably failed, but they don't know. They won't they know until therapy. So <laughs> and then I'll be gone. Oh, oh. 
and it's really it's like, like Willy Wonka. No. If this is like Willy Wonka, you can put that through. Man, that's incredible. It does look like a, sorry about that juices. Okay, so wait, okay. This don't be sorry. That's it, it's got its own juice. It's got is its that own sauce? Happy Fresh or whatever, or did you just buy duck? So then, so sorry, I should have finished. Nick, I don't mean to interrupt your story, but your kid it's and done. your dad, dad and so. Um, so I liked it so much. And I was like, wow, I love duck. And so then I went to the grocery stores. I went online. There's no grocery stores in Billups that sell duck ever. Like there's, yeah. um, there may be some special someday. Yeah. And so I, the last time I had it, I went online and said, there's got to be someone who delivers duck. And there's this place called D'Artagnan, like one of the three musketeers out really? of Chicago. And I ordered it on Saturday and it came on Tuesday or something like this. And here we are today. And I took the first bite. I did pray. I just didn't pray on camera, you know? Yeah, you know? You're not supposed to pray on camera. It's like a thing. It's, yeah. It doesn't count. Uh, hello. It's Just, like confession. Well, so Look at this. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it's like perfectly medium rare in the middle. Do you it's know like what? Thir 13 and three, boom. Kevin, what did you eat for dinner? Um, uh, what did we have? Uh, we had uh, uh, street tacos. Oh, that's a little better. That's cool. Yeah. I had what did you microwavable, you make, did you make microwavable pot stickers. I did. Oh, pot stickers. I could eat like microwavable pot stickers, though. That, that's a little weird. In an um, air fryer. But uh, no, I, did, I didn't make it because uh, I uh, was downstairs the entire day. Today was, I had a day off. So from oh, this morning until dinner and after dinner, I've been working on putting in a new ceiling in our basement. Why and, aren't you uh, in the basement so we could see the last interview? Hey, the last you video. You, yeah, there's a little progress that's been done, actually. Oh, good job. Um, but no, I just wanted to be in the kitchen. But anyways, uh, my wife made it all, and it was amazing. They just scarfed it down. So good. Street, okay, so we tried a random street tacos recipe the other night. What did, what did she do? What, what was in it? Uh, small, uh, so just these really small uh, corn tortillas, uh, lightly... Mm -hmm. Um, pan fried or whatever so that they're warm and a little bit crisp but you can still mold mm -hmm. them and then there was uh, you had uh, beef and cheese and avocado and salsa lettuce um, homemade refried beans that's the kicker that's like the thing that really sets it apart and then sour cream nice. so I think I could eat I think I could eat street tacos or tacos of some sort every day I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah we've gotten into almost that groove I think like Three nights a week, we probably do some. I feel the same stuff. way about filet mignon and lobster. Oh, <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, I think I could eat well, it every night. Not all of us are priests, fathers, so we you can't all. <laughs> well, actually, it is. It's true. Like you're making it for one. It's way different than. You yeah, good. I was just kidding about that. Come no, I I've had filet mignon twice. I have a lobster all the time. That's 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 my favorite food. Followed so closely by by steak, but if I could have lobster every day, I would. I, yeah, I would eat. So you would eat lobster every day if you could. Every day, yeah. breakfast, for lunch, me, and well, I'd have Guinness for breakfast, and then the other two would be yeah, uh, lobster. Father Mike, every day, same food. What would it be? I have to go to the pizza because it's Friday. Because mm. you can even uh, order pizza with steak on it. Yeah, can't argue can with that. that. Well, if you had to say no one food, then I'd say oh, steak. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. I've, Excellent I've, choice. I make steak a little bit during the year, but I actually reserve most steak for the once a year that we get to eat it in, in, in February. I, uh, cause so that, that's, 
That's about, because uh, he'll, he'll, well, okay. Actually, I was going to actually, I didn't plan on doing the food thing, but I wanted, so what is it you did to the steak this last time? Kevin was there. What did you do so the good. last time? Yeah, okay. So, because it was unique. You were like throwing butter on it once it was done. <laughs> he, and like, he was like, Whoa. he was like rolling it in yes. a bed of yeah. like fresh rosemary and At dandelion. One point, he was on the floor and it was on his pecs. <laughs> I just, I can't remember. He was exactly. massaging it. That was the, that's the, <laughs> you have to knead the, the, the meat. You have to knead it. Um, <laughs> that's right. Gosh. So, this upcoming January 30th is when we're doing it again. Okay. Uh, so, that's when I get steak. Yep. Well, January 29th. In person? Well, yeah. In okay. person. Wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we're. Um, so what I did was uh, I took the big, we had, what, what were those top sirloins, I think? Yeah, the top sirloins to the big steaks, put them on the pan, seared them on both sides. Meanwhile, while they're searing and cooking a little bit, um, on a cutting board, a couple of pats of butter with um, some seasoning, some uh, so it's like seasonal and some steak rub and some other kind of things. And then what you do is you let, take the steak off and let it set on the butter slash That's seasoning was, yeah. mixture and let it set like that for a, a bit. And then you slice the steak and then kind of mix it all around. So the idea behind that is you don't season it beforehand because after it's warmed up, then it absorbs the seasonings even more and just, yeah. It, it was, was a mess of meat on each one of our plates. There was like a, it was a amazing pile, a pile oh. of meat. I think was, this year we should probably get a picture because it, it's yeah, it's an epic amount of meat. So good, <laughs> and 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 about the best Brussels sprouts you can imagine. I oh, mean, they're, they're pretty just good, they? like they're just they're you know a little bit charred and oh yeah. man, so good. I think it was the prior year or one of the prior years that we just kind of ate burnt meat. Like it was yeah, steak. On one side. So yeah, mad. it was a big steak, but it was just like, but it still tasted really good. So it didn't matter. Like it was still good, but it was a different recipe. I think you were going with that year. So that's cool. It was, um, it was uh, on the grill and somehow got overly hot. Yeah. And uh, I let that one side burn and I was like, let's throw them away. I don't even care. <laughs> like, no, you're right. You're right. But it was still really good. Like, that's the thing. I, I still ate it. You apologize a lot. Um, uh, Oh, I was going to ask. So with COVID, I, I get, I think Kevin and I have talked about how like COVID had affected us, but when it came to not, not ministry, not public stuff, like I, obviously all speaking things got canceled for a while and stuff, yeah. but just on a personal level, how did COVID end up being for you? How was that? I guess that's a good question. Um, I guess that's a good um, I guess that's a good question. I guess that's a good question. I've heard yeah, better, yeah, yeah. Is that it? I mean, is that all you have? Let me tell you a long story. Well, there's there's a follow-up. I've got to follow up. Okay. <laughs> um, I, gosh, I was hoping for more breakthroughs personally during the time of quarantine, during the time of COVID, all that kind of stuff. Like I was really uh, shooting for like, hey, I remember from the very first day, I was telling myself, don't waste this time. Don't waste this time. Like do not, like do not leave quarantine the same person you were when you came in like a yeah. retreat like a anything and I saw it as an opportunity uh, more than anything else and now keeping in mind that uh ministerially that I don't think we wasted it I think we maximized it as much as we possibly could and um and that's really great but I think there were some elements that just there was so much work to do during the this whole time 
that and so much unknown that we don't, we don't know if we'll plan for this. Okay, it got canceled. If we'll plan for this, right. it got canceled. And there's this kind of like stopping and starting that was pretty kind of uh, personally exhausting a little bit like that. Um, there also was uh, the fact that here at the Newman House, we, I, I, I uh, so we had, let's back up. When uh, <laughs> everything happened, we, I just landed in Israel. For right, I was going to have you tell them about that, yeah with our a bunch of our college students, maybe 25 to 30 of them. And you were coming we from? Well, uh, Minnesota. Uh, when the pilgrimage, where was that? Oh, to Israel, right. So Israel. So yeah. we went uh, Minnesota to, to Israel, landed in the Holy Land and Sunday morning. And by Sunday afternoon, the prime minister of Israel had said, um, all travel is going to be suspended as of Thursday of this week. We're like, oh my gosh, we have to get, you know, they scrambled to, to find flights for everyone out of the country because we didn't know if we'd be able to fly out on our normal flights. Because so you texted at one to... point saying that, yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to come get us in the night and we got to go. Like, Yeah, that's what, that's what literally happened. I was in my room after two and a half days there and uh, it was midnight and I got a knock on the door and our team director, our focus uh, team director, his name is Lauren, Lauren knocks on the door and she's like, you have to be downstairs in the lobby in 10 minutes. A shuttle taking Jeez. the airport with nine other students. And you're like, I'm like, oh, okay, great. And um, that was it. And that way I flew from, we flew from Tel Aviv to Istanbul, Istanbul to Los Angeles, stayed in Los Angeles for three days, waiting for everyone else to get there. When they got there, we kind of all reconvened and then flew from Los Angeles to Chicago, from Chicago to Minneapolis and then drove up. And uh, it was just, uh, but so the good thing about this was we had 25 to 30 students who we were all in the same five international airports in six days. And so we're like, well, if anyone has it, we do. So we need to like lock down and quarantine ourselves. Cause we already knew even then it was like pretty clear. Okay, if you might have it, you need to quarantine yourself. And so we had this group of people right from the very beginning who quarantined themselves. And when we got done with our quarantine cause no one got it. Um, that was the exact same, same weekend or same day that the governor went into the stay-at-home order. So we got done with our quarantine. It was like, oh, everyone's now in quarantine. Wow. Which wasn't too bad because we had already been used to it. Yeah. yeah. So for the next, like all these weeks and months, one of the coolest things for us was, was that we had uh, kind of business as usual when it came to like, I, I don't think I missed a meeting. I think every meeting just changed to Zoom. Um, sure. But there was just so much time for people. And I don't mean like time, like we just laying around. It was more like, okay, relationships, we can just get really deep in these things. Sure. And so as an, one example, we started streaming our masses online on Sunday mornings. And then afterwards, we normally, I would have marriage preps, I would have this, 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 and we'd have another mass at night. It was super packed Sundays. Um, well, we had the two missionaries who would help us out for Sunday morning mass with Heather, who's the coordinator of Newman. She filmed the whole thing. Well, everyone else was attending mass in the houses next door because we're all quarantined together. And so yeah. we'd all, and, and then when mass got done, we'd make sure everything got uploaded to the internet and they'd be making brunch. And so we would just walk over to their house and have brunch. And there's like this like leisurely Sunday that I've never had, almost, almost never had as a priest, like ever. Right. And it was just the coolest thing because um, even some of our, of our upperclassmen students who had kind of lamented over the course of the years, like everyone's so busy. No one has like a time for each other. Even the missionaries are always running and they're always serving, they're always working. Um, that all of a sudden for that last semester of their senior year, we just had time for each other. And that was really cool. That was like, that was such a gift um, that, mm. uh, 
Yeah, that was, Especially that for was the seniors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I, on one hand, it's their senior year that's taken away from them. On the other hand, it's the most unique senior year with, with the most uh, un, um, uninterrupted time with each other, with me, with our focus missionaries. And, and then on top of that, um, my, my brother Mark and my brother-in-law Mark and I started doing this like Saturday morning Zoom workout with each other. And yeah. so... It was just the coolest thing. Actually, my brother texted me tonight and said, hey, do you want to do it again tomorrow? I'm like, yes, we'll do this. And it was just cool for the three of us to hang out. We'd work out and then we'd just hang out afterwards and chat and talk about stuff. And on Sunday evenings, we get the whole family. So we'd have all the Zoom people. And for a few weeks or a few maybe months even, that was really, really good just to mm-hmm. see everyone and, and just, again, like, have it be like, this is the Sabbath that where we can be at home with each other even if we can't be with each other. And that well, was, I suppose that was cool. Maddie was in New York City yeah. when that was yeah. all happening. So if there was, I know there was a gap in time that yeah, that was so pretty tense for all of you guys. And that was, that, was a, that was key. So those first Sundays even, well, actually all the Sundays, I think more or less, we, they all went to the mass that we had online. And so that was so cool. Like after mass, oh, to have my, all my cool. siblings, we're all, text, we're all on the same uh, text thread, you know, and just to, you know, hear their comments and, praying for this and this and that. And, and then we get together at the evening over the internet and it's just, it was really good. And also for Matt, because Matt, he was just, I mean, he's, he's an ER doc. And so he's used to being on the front lines, he's used to doing triage. Um, but this was unique. I mean, obviously in New York city, it was, sure. it's where he is in Brooklyn. It was, he was, it was like all of a sudden like wartime triage. And, uh, and so it rattled him, I think for a while. And uh, one of the good things was, you know, we just got to be there for him and, and and be with him in some ways which is so good oh my gosh so many thoughts i mean there's so many things there i mean think of i mean everything you just said would that ever have happened like would that ever have happened otherwise um, like, i i, I, I mean i i had things like that happen with my like close friends and family things that you know catching up with people that you just haven't, or the people that, if you were to sit and write it down, they're the most important people to you, and you're not communicating with them regularly, yeah. and suddenly we're all feeling this draw to check in with each other. Yeah, that's exactly, they're the most important people, and it's like, oh, next time, next time, you know, I'll see them in the summer, see them at Christmas, or whatever the thing is, as opposed to, let's just talk, um, and it's really, really good. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah. So your Saturday, well, obviously your Saturday night or Saturday morning things have kept on. You've kept on with that. Well, um, with Mark and Mark. They, so it went from Mark and Mark and me. Which in Spanish so would be Mark E. Mark. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so then my sister, Amy, who's super competitive, was like, well, let me join you. Like, of course. And she did, which is great. And then. Um, no, it wasn't. And. It was, it was, and then their kids and then Mark's kids and then some of Amy and Mark's friends came over and, or they did their own Zoom. And it just, it, it was, it was great. It was still, it was still really a gift. Um, but then we lost a little bit of that, like just the kind of the couple of brothers, brother-in-law who's like a brother. Um, and then we stopped, gosh, it was a weekend that I had something. I had uh, a couple of different events. Maybe it was actually when my brother Mark came up to the state, right up to Minnesota. Um, and that was August. And we haven't done it since since then. And so the family thing. Random, random text. Yeah. Random text today saying, hey, want to do it tomorrow? What about the Sunday afternoon? Like, family? yeah, that, that lasted. It's really good that you asked that. It, lasted, <laughs> it, was, it was so good. And then what happened was 
everyone was kind of like, okay, so we're going to set up our, our camera like at the kitchen table. So we're all going to eat supper. And that just meant like a bunch of families talking with each other and we're all watching right. each other kind of talk with each other. And so it, it just kind of devolved, which was fine. I mean, it, it, it was kind of clear that it, it, it spent itself after maybe two months. Um, it, um, <clears throat> it reminds me of in Superman Returns uh, where he, he was exposed, you know, to all the kryptonite or whatever. And he, it's all this gray and he bursts through the clouds. And for like a few seconds, he's up there. Yeah. And like just soaking in the sun. That's actually during COVID. I was like, yeah, you know, every kid is home. Jaceland's hours got cut like crazy. Um, so she was only working two hour, two days a week um, as opposed to five. And, and you could see that with everybody online that there was this time of like, nope, it's just in the sunlight with our families. And there was financial stress and there was stress of you love your kids, but you don't want them around. Um, and so all of that was real, but at the same time, it was this moment where I think people were up in the sun and saw maybe a glimpse of what like maybe the past looked like when you were just always around each other and you made efforts to like spend time with each other. But then, yeah, I think after a couple of months, you could see that across the board where, cause in, in the analogy, you know, that I'm using from the movie, he just flies back into the fray. He just goes back to the fight. And I mm -hmm. think that's, kind of generally what everybody had to do. People had to go back to work. They had to go back to, you know, school or summer camp or whatever it was. Like everything started to sift out again, but there was this time where it was like, wow, that was really amazing. I, yeah. I like all you people and maybe we should do that more often type thing. Yeah. I don't know who Kevin, said, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, did you, did you have that Kev? Well, well, yeah, it was, um, I've, I've pondered on this a lot because, um, for our family, our kids were so happy. The whole, like, it was, I have zero complaints about the last six months. It was so amazing to have so much time at home with each other. And it made me think about, like, every family that has ever existed, except for maybe the last 50 years, spent 90% of their time with each other, just talking and interacting and doing stuff with each other. And it almost felt like a tiny little slice of a different era because it was so quiet. There was nothing going on and we all just did stuff with each other. And it was just amazing to be able to have that kind of time with my wife and kids. And it's funny because it's like, so Father Mike, you had your group that you would all travel through all of the fray together. So you, you were forced into even physical, like you could be with these people, these few people, and you formed family with them. And uh, I like a, you know, home family units the same way. Like I, I could be around my wife and kids because we knew that we had been around each other. So right. it forced like this nuclear, like fos it fostered the nuclear family a little bit on all fronts, not just, you know, mother, father, and kids. Like we would go on walks. We would go on walks every day for over an hour just because we happen to live where there's woods. Did you right see families here. outside, like oh everywhere? We never saw all another soul, but that was because we live in the yeah, wilderness. Oh, you live in nowhere. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Father Mike, like there were families in our neighborhood all over the place was, with each other. It was, I would look out these windows because right, right there is campus. Like out these windows that you both know is the campus and, um. I would t almost bet a million dollars that eight times, if not nine times out of 10, when I randomly looked out the window, 
there was someone or someone's walking by. Really? One person off for a run, off for a bike, couples, people with dogs, people with families, entire families, all of the time. It was awesome. It was so cool. So, oh. so speculative. Like, so what is that? Ooh. If that, that was so stinking amazing. What, what was lost when it went back? Like, how, how, how can we, like, I don't know. We have kept on family walks be, as often as we possibly can because we realized, wow, that was really fun. Like, even our kids at some point at one another have said, can we just go on a walk? Can we just go out in the woods? So there's got to be some aspect where, like, yeah, it was the same idea on Facebook. Facebook was filled with just pictures of, um, you know, like dads who were always at work were now suddenly being like, I painted this thing with the kids and it sucks, but <laughs> yeah. it's fun. Like, like it, it was filled with things like that. And I wonder like if, I mean, obviously it, not to be cynical, but it's just going to go away and everybody's going right. to let it go and they're going to go back to, but it'd be so interesting if there was a way to encourage people to stick with that, you know, to like, remember how yeah. good that, I was so happy when every sport was canceled and every camp was canceled and every dance class was canceled and everything that all of our, I mean, they're all good things, but I was so glad when we just got to sit by the fireplace and just read a story, like to read from Narnia and whatnot. Like I don't, it was just really good. Um, and to see that kind of go away, like even with you, Father Mike, like you met with your family, which is such a rare thing, like everybody yeah. out in New York or wherever. Uh, and to see that like, well, it was a good couple of months and then to like move from it. I, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and, and, and at the same time, you know, I, I'm really glad, like, like you said, there's something so positive there's there's the positive and the, there's the light side and the dark side of the whole thing i mean for example uh we had we had some of our seniors who got to have the most unique experience of their entire college career their senior year and there's a bunch of other students who got to go home like that was it they just went home and they got to have the not positive most unique experience i, I think about my my nephew max you guys know you guys know max he's a senior this year in brainerd and uh i mean basketball is life um, he's so he's he just he loves playing. It, he, I mean, he has a good head on his, on his shoulders. He knows he's not like uh, he knows that God is more important. Anyways, I'm trying. But <laughs> they they just finished their soccer season just not too long ago, a couple days ago. Yeah. And it was just and I was just thinking, man, what if they canceled basketball for this young man who has spent so much of his life like getting to this point where he's okay. I'm going to lead this team. I mean, he's looked up to the, the captains and now he, 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 he is in this place where he's like honed his skills and, uh, and maybe will or may, might or might not play in, in college. And you're like, okay, this is kind of like when it comes to that, the end, of the, the end of the road, maybe. And you don't get to finish it. Like there's something about that that's kind of like, uh, yeah, you got to, yeah, you have to, yeah. I mean, at the same time, let's put it in perspective. I, uh, in the 1940s, if he was his age, he'd graduate and then go off to war. So, like, you know, right, so right. It, it's, listen, but at the same time, but it's, it's still, still real, sacrifice. It's still valid. It's still yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, and also people like losing their work, you know, losing their livelihood and, yeah. um, so well, and all the death, you know, oh my like, gosh. Yeah. All, you know, nation, nationally, you mean? Yeah. 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 Not I'm Minnesota wise, but yeah, nationally. So it, it, and that's the interesting thing of it. Like, just maybe some some good that can come from horrific things um you you would we would never want uh a pandemic we would never want any death but the beauty of okay but in this case anyway uh the 
more than just like the silver lining, but like a, like a truly valid thing that came out of it was countless families being strengthened. I had people in town that like, I don't know a lot of people here in town because we're, we're two years in and that's still really new. Um, but I had people commenting to me like in private messaging saying things like, yeah, I didn't know it was so fun to spend time with my family. I had forgotten how good it was until I, I lost my job. And so like to have that perspective of like, okay, well there's, there's some really good. And I, that's why I liked, uh, uh, Krasinski came out with some good news. I don't know if you ever watched any that of those. That was fantastic. That was, that was almost the most perfect thing that you could see come out of it was just somebody saying like, well, here's some good news. <laughs> like really good things are happening, even though really bad things are happening. So yeah, that's what I found with us as well. Um, definitely struggles, but in the end, also really good things. What's a good point too, that is not even silver lining. Like as, yeah. yeah. silver lining is like, everything's awful, but maybe something's but okay. Like, yeah. And this is like, no, there were a lot of good that came out. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think it takes, sometimes it takes someone who's, you kind of have to qualify our speech all of the time, which makes sense because you want to be understood. I mean, the whole reason to speak is to be understood and to communicate truth. And so you have to qualify what you're saying so that someone doesn't misunderstand you. Right. But there's a sense of like being able to say, my experience was I got to connect with my family more than I ever would have. I got to connect with students in a deeper way because there were fewer of them. And that's actually a good, not just a silver lining good. Sure. Uh, when people say, well, yeah, but what about the people who like, that's also true. There's also a lot of pain. Um, that doesn't mean, that doesn't eradicate or negate the fact that there had been a lot of families reconnecting and there have been a lot of like people who I hope were able to slow down and, uh, you know, take the time to watch Tiger King. And I think we can't forget that. <laughs> We can't. We can't. If we if we forget that, we've lost a piece of our humanity. <laughs> well, I always joke with Jason about that because I always say, like, well, you know how in every cloud has a crap lining, right? Amen. Because sometimes we can get that way. Like we can we, we have to just remember, like, actually the majority of it of of most life is actually really, really good. It's not and that's like a, a bit misleading to say there's a silver lining to things. Like, actually, no, like there might be a crap lining to things, but if you're honest, most things are so stinking good uh, that the stuff that came through in COVID just accentuated what was already there. Like the family you already had was already so flipping amazing. It's just, you had a chance to see it because stuff was stripped away. And yeah. So I, I think there's a bit of that as well that needs to be focused on. But. I, I'm sure you guys have had to stop, but I really think that God is doing very, very large things, not just on a macro scale, but on an individual level for each one of us, every single one of us going through this right now. And the thought that I have come back to many times is how attached are we to the expectation of normalcy? So I expect that, you know, Father Mike, you had the great example. So your, your nephew the expectation of normalcy is I'm going to have my senior year of basketball. I'm going to get to, you know, finish it out or move it on. Or I have an expectation of that. My job is going to be there tomorrow or an expectation yeah. that my parents are going to be as healthy tomorrow as they are today. And I feel like we're just my, for myself, I'm so attached to that expectation of normalcy and nothing has been normal. And it's really flipped all that upside down. And to think, well, how many people don't 
get to live with that expectation. I feel like I've lived in just like this bubble my whole life (laughs) and have never experienced weird stuff. I've never lived through war or whatever. That that's that's one of the things that first struck me more than anything, Kevin, is is the and I don't mean to but exactly. There's that sense of like we just expect that things will things at, that what is will continue to always be. Absolutely. And like and that it, it and is what we might call like the illusion the, the illusion of security or the illusion of certainty. Nice. And like but but wait, why that we know it's not. We just have the illusion that oh how things are are how they are meant to be, how they're supposed to be, how they always will be. And you realize, I mean, <laughs> someone that we both, we, we all uh, might know, JBP, Jordan B. Peterson. Oh my um, gosh. I can't we'll even. Be able to, we'll be able Came to back. point out and say, would say the fact that uh, you turn on the switch and the light comes on. That's a miracle. Like, like <laughs> let's stop for a second and appreciate the fact that like, what went into that happening and what to keep it going? Like, you know, the, a tree falls down, a branch falls down and we don't have power. I mean, Kevin, you, how long did you have not have power? Was it last summer or two summers? How, how oh my that? gosh. Uh, that was summer of 2016. Yeah. And it was, it you was had, four was days. It two weeks? Ten, okay. Ten we days? had four days, but, but, but my wife was nine months pregnant. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was four days of, of no power, no refrigeration, no nothing. Well, and it's so funny you would say that. So the the one the the Vince Flynn novel, the latest one yeah. to come out, is called Total Power, and the entire premise is the actual fact. And he he has a thing in the beginning saying like the facts are that if a specific nine uh, substations in America were hit and could stay down, the U, the entirety of the United States of America would be at, without power for over a year. And then, really? the, yeah, and, and but he was like, this is stuff that's come before the Senate because, uh, because this is actually real. This is, these are real weaknesses. And so the novel plays out. Um, he says he obscured some stuff, obviously, so not to encourage people to do it. But, right. um, but the <laughs> fact that like that part was true and that if that were to happen, so we have about 350 million people the, and about 300 million people would die because there's, there would be, there, wow. And he, he lays it out. And so like, I've even been thinking about that. Like, like n- nothing, <laughs> there is not a thing in the temporal realm that is certain, like not at all. You, but, but you were saying like, the only thing I would say is like, you, you were saying like, we know it, it isn't, but we still, but I don't think people know sometimes that no, it's not, nothing is certain. Like you, we, we, we don't all know. I think most people live like as if there's this concrete, it's always going to be something. And I just, I think, yeah, I think this, maybe that's one other good thing is kind of forced us to be like, nah, well, no, no, it do won't. You, do you guys think that that is like part of our like eternal destiny? Like, you know how you kind of feel like you're never going to die or you feel like things are always right. going to be there. Is it part of the fact that we're made to be eternal and eternal? And yeah. The we aren't going to live forever. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I wonder, but also I wonder if it's part of the fall, right? I'm going to turn right. this. I'm so it's both, right maybe. You guys. Oh, that's pretty good right there. I, I don't want to ruin your, your shot. That's good. Um, you look good. You're lit up. Thanks. Um, the, uh, I wonder if it's part of the fall, too, because the, 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 the inability to measure reality or the inability to appreciate the actual worth of a thing, I think is one of the results of 
the fall and when it comes to our time or our lives or like the flat that I flicked on the switch and the lights came on. Um, and me not going, wow, did you guys see that? <laughs> I turned that switch. I wonder I think, if that's part of our brokenness. Yeah, like we maybe misestimate the worth right. of things. Like, like almost like a kid walking into an antique shop and being like, that's awesome. And you'd be like, that's yeah. not worth anything because it, it actually doesn't have the value you think it does. And that's probably a result of the fall as well. It's like we, we misestimate the time, the worth of uh, the time that we spend or the worth of our possessions or the worth of the commitments that we have and whatnot. There's probably a mix of that, but also probably it's underlaid by somehow we still know there's an eternity, right? but then, but then we, we place all the emphasis on the things that are temporal. So that it's a weird mm -hmm. dynamic. Probably. That's a good point. They, all the things that we value are, I mean, it keeps coming up in the Eucharistic prayer where it's um, help us to use things in this passing world so as to hold on to things that truly will last or things that are eternal. And it's one of those prayers that happens more than, I mean, it happens quite often. Like it's, if you listen to the, like the prayers for the week of mass, um, uh, prayers for like the conclusion of mass, on any given week, almost always say, help us to value things right so that or use the things of this world in such in a right way so we can actually enjoy the eternal things it it must have been incredible to convert to christianity in you know the first 50 years right. and join into that community i mean i don't think we can even really imagine what it was like to live in that community and sharing everything and just the vibrant joy that scripture tells us everybody has and has everything in common and i wonder what that was like you know for just your you know mother father and kids or the priests like what what it was like to just be around that every single day all day long yeah because we just had that reading right father about the they, they all lived in one accord and they all like everything they they sold their possessions and gave the things to the poor we just had that but like, that's not, that was instinctive. Like that was like their natural right. offshoot, but that is not what we go for. Like that's well, even I'm just thinking of, of the, even the radical transformation of life. Like if you were a Greco-Roman uh, pagan and was living with so much actual uncertainty and like uh, pain, yeah. suffering and death are the default for your life, um, that you're, you are not even a, you're not more than a zero because like, no, you, this is your lot in life. You don't rise up. People don't make anything of themselves. People are just like, this is where you're born. This is what you're going to do. The best you can, the best you can do is try to take from the person next to you, uh, use this person over here, and like just scrounge out, dig out, scratch out a piece of life. And then the good news of, you know, just like, there's a God. He knows you. There's a God. He's good. He knows you. He actually cares about you. And um, I mean, then the, the, the news, he died for you. And rose from the dead so that you could be with him like just like he wants you i mean think about like how how un how what, what kind of radical transformation would that be so going for your entire life with the idea that like my life doesn't matter to wait a second i matter to god that's yeah when, and when, and, when, and people died around you all the time like your yeah. family your friends they just died and you had no idea why People were dying and it was completely meaningless before that right. and up to the point and the life that he's offering. It's like, I, 
I get to leave this crappy life for absolute perfection. I mean, that's well, the promise. You see that in like, even, even in the, like the old, like uh, I'll fly away, you know, like there was a whole oh, genre yeah. of like the, yeah. the songs and hymns that came out of, that's not necessarily, that's more of a Protestant thing, but the songs that came out of certain eras were, they were about the hereafter or the yeah. I'll fly someday. I'm going to leave this. And I'm going to fly away. When we lived in China, I had a Chinese guy look me in the eye and just say, if I die, there's 1.6 billion more of me. Mm-hmm. And he just meant it. He's like, yeah, I, I, he would he was trying to convince me that he didn't matter and so yeah you you do like there's that that lack of understanding that has permeated from like communist countries but kind of has permeated through everything we know too there's a certain aspect of like no it doesn't matter like that like you especially as a person you don't matter um but then we did find like the the again like that's the crap lining and then the the actual reality of it is when we were there like it didn't take much more than smiling consistently. And people would ask you like, Hey, why what's going on with you for real? Like um, wow. our group of teachers, we just taught English. We taught in an international school. We, <laughs> we did, we did nothing. Like we were out in the street with tracks and crosses. Like we were just there as Christians living. And one day one of my friends got in a cab and um, uh, he was in the city, but he wanted to go home. And he said, uh, he started to tell him his address and the Chinese cab driver said, Oh, we know, we know, we know, we know where you are. You're the smiling people. What? Really? Goes, yeah. You're the ones who are always happy for some reason. And, um, and they had never like witnessed or like spread the gospel, but yeah. like there was, there was a reality to them that was nowhere else. Even when I first landed in China, I had asked like, okay, so what's the, what's the Chinese equivalent of like in Minnesota, when you're walking down the street and you see somebody like you, just right, say, what you hey, how are you doing? Like, even if it's just like, how you doing as you pass, what do you say? And they were like, I don't understand what you mean. They said, well, like, you know, like if I'm on a street and you're on a street, we see each other, what do we say? And they're like, oh, nothing ever. You don't, you don't acknowledge each other because there'd be no reason. And I was wow. like, oh my gosh, this is such a dark place. But it wasn't because in, the, in, the, in like a cheesy sense, then it didn't, it wasn't really hard to spread any gospel because yeah. as soon as you were anything different and light oriented, people flocked to it. So yeah. yeah. Wow. I wonder, you know, <laughs> excuse me. COVID. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> that, 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 they, uh, you know, the joy, uh, you guys have heard it, you know, uh, joy is the gigantic secret of the Christian by G.K. Chesterton. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard that. That's cool. And uh, I've said it so many times, Nick, I thought you would have. Well, I don't listen. It's your time. What? Sorry, I, I haven't heard you say that either. If you're talking, what? then I'm over reading my <laughs> notes. Like, that's all it is. Okay, okay. Well, G.K. Chesterton once said, joy is the gigantic secret of the Christian. Um, and, uh, and you think like, well, no, in, in, in Christendom, it's kind of like, well, no, that's, there's so much pleasure. Um, there's so many opportunities uh, that it, that doesn't stick out. Someone who consistently has a joy is on the surface indistinguishable from someone who's just having a good time. Um, and yet in a place where it's like, no, uh, even kind of pleasure has been, pleasure is private or whatever the thing is, I don't know, you know, uh, then, then someone who has like joy is willing to like smile because they're like, no, I matter. No, that this is, my life has meaning to it. God knows my name um, would, be, would be radical. They would be the gigantic secret of a Christian. So why are you smiling? But I would even say like, 
like all politics aside, wherever we are right now as a country, like as Americans, there, watch any debate, watch any news update, watch anything. There's no joy anywhere. Like mm. it's, it's, it's still, I think here it's just as much. So in a certain sense, yeah, like, good point. Like there's just a utter, I, I had posted this morning from Ephesians four, just the, yeah, like, just get <laughs> Paul just saying, get rid of all malice, like, all anger, all bitterness, just get it. And it hit me really hard. I was sitting there going like, that's all we do though. Like right now, especially in this unprecedented times, like that's all we do is we're angry and bitter and malicious. And like that, that that's not us. That's not our MO. That's not the flag we yeah. wave, but yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. Kevin, are you frozen? No, no. I'm just, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm just pondering. Okay. This is good stuff. Pensive. Yeah. Pensive. What time do you have to get up in the morning, Father? Did you? Uh, I have to be out the door by seven thirty. Oh, so it's a bit of an easier morning for you. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. That's why we can do this now. Uh, have you ever noticed? Someone once told me this. They said, "I saw you walking in." This was years ago. So I saw you walking in an airport, and I saw the big thing, and they said, "I know that must be a priest because priest shirts have this big yeah. gap." Have you ever noticed that? I've yeah. never noticed that. There's no second button, you know, kind of yeah. thing. I just noticed it when I put my helmet on. All it would take is for some somebody yeah. to realize that and fix it or at the factory. Roll them, roll them at the factory. <laughs> the shirt at the black pre-shirt factory. <laughs> yep. Hey, did I no, tell you I, I met a good a guy from the Secret Service? What? Oh. That sounds I didn't way awesome. So it is awesome and, as it sounds. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. Is it I Dan got a Gino? Gino? I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a guy. I got a. I got a. I got a guy. I got oh, a guy. That's Dan Bongino. I got a guy, and I had him wet. Different guy. That is Dan Bongino. Nice. That's Dan Bongino. <laughs> I um, mutual friend emailed me and said, hey, my friend is coming, who's a secret service is coming to Duluth when oh, Trump right. comes, uh, would you, he wants to meet you, would you be able to meet? And I was like, ah, it's nice, but I, I just, so busy, so busy this week. Um, and then he emailed me on a, a Sunday and said, hey, I'm in town. And well, in that case, come to the cathedral. We have mass tonight with our students. And so he showed up and uh, so we met afterwards in the mm -hmm. sacristy, super cool. Um, we're talking, he, he got into the secret service I was like, were you in the military? He's like, no. In the army or uh, the police? He's like, no. Yes, perfect. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, he said no. Um, he said he was at a he was he was a uh, college collegiate athlete. Highly majoring in like accounting or something, and at a wedding reception, and someone said, "Huh, you know, you have what it, qualities we're looking for." And he said, "But I haven't. I don't know how to do all these other things." And he said, "No, we'll teach you that." We're looking for athletic men who are smart like you and have good moral character. And uh, so he's been in the Secret Service for 16 years. So, you know, quite mm. a three, three presidents. Um, and he gave me, speaking of the shirt, he gave me. Get out of here. Um, these cufflinks, the no. Secret Service cufflinks. Just gave them to you. And he was, and I was like. Like, what did you like, do? He's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> he's, 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 
like, and if you want to, you can re-gift them or something. I'm like, I will not re-gift these. Re-gift? No. <laughs> yeah, not. Hey, by the way, here, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but wow. it was so cool. Uh, but I don't. Amazing. I only have like one shirt that you can use, you can use cufflinks on, um, and I never wear it. I actually might have given it away. <laughs> so I have to find a shirt where I can wear cufflinks. So, so I just funny. want to say in advance, thank you for the cufflinks. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Nick. Isn't that just cool? <laughs> man. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So That's special, man. Presidential Protective Division, PPD. That's neat. So he was over three presidents. Yeah. Well, he four. That's awesome. Well, Brock was... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brock was... Double. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, um, did he, I mean, I, I imagine in the short time you guys had, you just chatted about random stuff, but, uh, did, about, he, did he yeah. have anything in particular he wanted to talk to you about or, and if you can't share it, that's fine. But tell no, us no, what not, his confession uh, was. <laughs> yeah. Did, did he go, mm. <laughs> no, he, he just wanted to, uh, to share, uh, you know, he just wanted to talk. That's all. Yeah. And so I had all the questions like, what about this? Actually, in <laughs> retrospect, I wish I would have asked more questions. Like, what's the day in the life look like? Yeah. You know, like, yes. Uh, um, like, what did you do today? Cause, cause <laughs> exactly. We have a mutual friend. Um, I think all three of us have a mutual friend um, whose husband worked for, yeah. you know, and uh, I got to spend an afternoon with that person once. And I don't know if he talked, I mean, I, well, I, I don't know if I talked at all, except be like, show me more, tell me more. Tell, Cause I got to see, they called it the layer. I got to see all the, and I think I'd probably be the same as you just be like, okay, I have a million questions because of yeah. all the novels that I've read. And, and, movies I, I've and seen. I didn't ask any, like I, I was the worst interviewer. I would have been, the, I just was like, oh, uh, so how is this? You know? And, and, but like when it came to detail stuff, I was more like, so, cause he travels a lot with the, de- yeah. with the presidential detail. And especially during election season, with Trumping on campaign, um, he was, uh, he was, he's like, I'm just away from my family a lot. And it's really hard on my wife and our kids. And I'm like, oh, so we talked about that kind of stuff, you know, like just like yeah. the heart type. But I, I wanted, I mean, I mean, and that was, you know, how in conversations you're like, this is what's most important. Yeah. And then afterwards I thought I should have asked him. I'm like, <laughs> what about like, just the ear you, thing? You you just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what are they the saying in there? Like, can you like, you have how fast can you kill someone? Yeah. Like, do you always have to talk to your wrist or? I didn't mean, get to ask those fun questions. I only got to talk about like the, you know. The things like, that mattered. They're not fun. Only the important stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But now you're making me feel bad because I should probably get in touch with that guy and be like, hey, how are you? <laughs> how, yes. How's your heart? Because <laughs> I met Nick. How's Nick just heart? used me. Well, dude, he was showing me watches with cameras and like coffee mugs That's that would cool. record everything around. Like, it was just, it was, I was in like, cause I'm obsessed with Jason. I was in Jason Bourne heaven. Like I, I yeah. probably looking back, he was probably recording the whole thing. So that stuff is real. Like little boy. Oh my gosh. It's so real. It's so fun. But the thing is, I think at the same time, like it was different than what father Mike had. Like the, the, sure. we, we all know him and, and yeah. I had had plenty of conversations with that human being about other things, but he had invited me to the lair to see these things. I think like, he was really liking it. That was the whole point. He got Cause at one you. point he was like, this is a car that can, you know, turn on video in 360 degrees and record everything and drive around. It was just awesome. Oh my gosh. That's good of you though, father, that you just kind of 
talk to him about that. And it, that's true. The things that really matter. That was well, a Holy Spirit moment. You didn't oh, fan all over him. It, it was just, it was, it was a neat, neat time. And we got to talk for like half an hour. Oh, also he was like the kindest, really thoughtful. Um, he emailed, I think the next day saying, hey, thanks for the conversation. And then that was the same week. Trump was in Duluth on Wednesday. Uh-huh. California on Thursday. And that's when he was diagnosed with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so this guy emailed me saying, sure, you heard the news. I've been tested, testing negative, that's you good. know, just in case to set your heart at rest, to set your mind at rest. I was like, that's really kind because yeah, that's cool. I'm sure he's talked to a lot of people in the last week and that fact had reached out and hmm. told me, Hey, don't worry about it. I'm clean. I'm clean. <laughs> Which I'm just, clean. Uh, you know, thoughtful, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be a super spreader and he didn't want to be a spreader. Well, and that's the thing. I think uh, it, it, a small tidbit would be like all three of us then having talked about it, we could pray for that. I mean, anonymously yeah, pray for yeah. that guy and his family because yeah. Even even having traveled for a while there, I was doing 10 to 15 speaking engagements a month yeah. and I was away. I had my kids with me a lot, but I was still away all the time and it takes its toll. I can't imagine being what he's in, like the secrecy and the, I don't know, it's right. a different thing than I had. I was home every night by midnight. So uh, we can pray for him as well. And anybody listening yeah, sure. can pray for the unnamed secret, oh, I guess any secret servant age, agent yeah. is going through this. All so. of them are going to be going through that, especially this time. Well, yeah, who knows when. What is this yeah. by the way? I mean, I think yeah. about it romantically, Tomorrow. but that, that's a huge sacrifice of that life. Yeah. Yeah, that would be hard to, to try to pair that with a family. To try to pair yeah. anything with a family would be really hard. <laughs> I even mean, growing up, you know. It. Yeah, right, right. Thanks for reaffirming that to people. <laughs> but even growing up, so growing up Protestant, you know, like my father-in-law, he had a wife and oh. two kids. And um, we always, in the youth group I went to, seeing how much of an actual, like, true stressor it is for even a pastor to, to have yeah. to, like, okay, who's more important here? Are my kids and my wife more important here? Or is this parishioner more important? So yeah. that's, a, that's a tough thing. That's, that's one of the beauties, I think, of celibacy is just saying like no you're married to the church you get to be there you know there were times i called father mike in the middle of the night where he was he was able to be there no nobody you're not allowed to do that anymore but like uh, no, i have to get up in the early yeah because uh, you call him at 4 15 he's wide awake <laughs> i'll be awake wide yeah. awake <laughs> but you shouldn't be so but. so i um i unless christian uh, uh kevin do you have anything next Any no no right? okay no yeah. So what I would say is, because it is, it's 10 on the dot. Uh, father, father, I used to go to bed because you have multiple meetings tomorrow with people. Uh, I think I prepped you ahead of time. We always have the guest make a toast. It can be a funny toast. It can be a serious toast. Bill Donahue did a very, like he had written it out. It was like a, a prayer, man. Really? It was. Uh, and then I think at one point, uh, Kevin, you toasted to the border. Wait, was it uh, federal agents? What was it? Marshals. The marshals. US marshals. Yeah. US marshals. Um, so, Ed, you got something? You ready? I know I was looking at your text that you said that we have to have a, have a toast. <laughs> you can toast to anything. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be have weight at all. It just, yeah. we close it out with a toast and you're the guest, so you have to. Other than Sister Anna Marie, she just wouldn't. Yeah, don't turtle really? like she did. No, and she wouldn't even drink liquids. She didn't even have a water bottle. I, I mocked her. She just went all acetic on us. Yeah, it was like dumb. She's like, I'm so well, thirsty. Acidic. 
Oh, sorry. Acidic. 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 That's not a word. No, like, she acidic. went acidic on us. It was like acidic. acidy okay. all over. Burned well, us. To my friend Nick and to my friend Kevin, to their YouTube channel, to their friendship with each other, me, to their families, and to everyone who's watching. I am Cheers. Prost. Cheers. Cheers.